Hello and welcome to this episode of Demystified as we explore home cooking in a modern world. Hello, I'm Linda and I'm here with my friend Paul. Hello, Paul. Our last face-to-face I know. And when, when we're sitting that far apart, we can, yeah. microphone can just pick us up, but this is our last face-to-face for us for quite a few Six weeks. weeks. Yeah. Minimum, yeah. Hopefully, if Victorians can get their uh, act together and stay home. Oh, my God. Stay um, home, people. Please stay home. It's making me nutso. It's anyway. making us all nutso. But um, I think this is a good time to revisit what it's like to cook in COVID times. Yeah, so... it's a, uh, And we're revisiting this particularly because we're now in heavy-duty stage for don't go anywhere, don't leave your house, lockdown, only go to the shops, one person for one hour at the most. Um, la, 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 la. So... We thought it would be advantageous to maybe, before you go to the shops, have a look at what you've got and see what you can do with it. So we've done uh, podcasts on pantry essentials and, you know, a lot of those sorts of things. So maybe we can jump into, before you race off to the shops, have a look in your pantry, have a look at all those tin goods you know, and see what you can do with them. So if you've got things like, let's take chickpeas as an example, and I think we've talked about chickpeas before, but this is just an example to try and get you to think outside of maybe what you can do with those chickpeas. So don't forget chickpeas are the basis of a good hummus. Okay, so you can blitz them up with some tahini, lemon juice, a bit of garlic, not things that, okay, you might not have tahini, but you can still blitz them up and make a version of um, with some olive oil. They're really good pan fried and you can throw them in an omelette, in a braise, in anything. So if you're looking at things like beans and, and things like that, don't just look at them as beans. You can blitz them up, make a dip out of them. You can make a you know puree out of them, add it to a dish, pan fry them, get some colour on them. Um, other things which like recently we've had lying around at home which were sort of getting towards the end of their life we had some flatbreads there and i toasted them up and threw them in a salad for a bit of texture so rather than just look at them as a wrap toast them up in the oven so just so i just busted them up put some sumac on them a little bit of olive oil just put my oven on coffee steam relatively high temperature and essentially made croutons but out of flatbreads um so using up all the ingredients you have before you go to the shop so you don't have to go as often. Um, things like spinach leaves, you know, you can make dips, you can blitz it up, you can make soups. Um, you know, any of those vegetable things that are sort of heading towards maybe the end of their life, don't don't just go, okay, well, that's it for that. You can also steam spinach and have them with some eggs yeah. and bulk out a bit of egg. Yeah. And have a, a nice um, a la Florentine. Oh, very good. Oh. A la Florentine. A la Florentine. Spoken like a true fancy, Frenchie. Fancy no, I know it sounds terrible. I don't even it? think it's French. I don't think it is. I think, I think it's, it's appalling. And whatever I, however I said it was terrible. But but they're the sort of things that you can add together. Yeah. If you've got some eggs. Yeah. And everyone can generally get eggs. Yeah. Even from the, you know, 7-Elevens and things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
to to bulk it out a little bit and make it feel more substantial. Yeah, if you see a recipe like I was doing a recipe last night, and you're going to be upset by this, but I was um, out of wine. <gasps> what? <laughs> and so I want. I needed, and you didn't call me. I needed a bit of wine to deglaze the pan, but rather than use wine, I used a bit of beer. No, well, see, I wouldn't have beer in the house, but yeah, yeah. I know, but I, but yeah, good idea. No, the, no, but yeah. it's a good idea. Yeah. So you know, rather than cut your lemon in half and just use the juice, zest it first. Put the zest in the fridge, and then juice it. You'll find it a easier to juice. And B, you've got some lemon zest there to throw in a pasta, throw in with your eggs, throw in anything. So just maximise your ingredients so you're not going out as often. I think it's the sort of what we're talking about today is the message today rather than a specific technique or... Well, I know in the last sort of run-on we had with food, people were, apart from toilet paper, which we're all surprised about, but people were sort of running away with bags and bags and bags of flour. Yeah. Pasta and sauce. Yeah. But I think, you know, just touching back on, say, um, um, butter beans or on bordelotti beans or any of those sort of beans, um, one of the things I really like at home is making, is steaming some cauliflower, a little bit or any sort of vegetable really that's sort of left over. Yeah. Making a a cheese sauce. Yeah. And... um, frying up a little bit of bacon or pancetta and some garlic and onion and then throwing in the beans and the steamed whatever vegetable. Normally yeah. I try to use cauliflower because I love cauli, but whatever whatever's really around. And pour the cheese sauce over and put it in the oven for a few minutes and let it all just bubble away. And there's always a lot of that. And that's yeah. peanuts to make. Yeah. And it's using leftovers yeah. and... And don't forget, if you do have a heap of flour, that's not just bread. No. You can make your own pasta, which is good. Certainly, a lot of kids are at home now. Like my little fella gets right into making pasta. So you can make your own pasta, um, bread, of course. Yeah, there's lots of different things. And pasta is like super simple, like super simple. And it's quite therapeutic. And you might not go back to buying a pack of pasta if you start making your own. Well, I think... Base level, I'll just give everyone a quick rundown. Base level recipe is whatever quantity of flour you use, let's say 500 grams, half that quantity of egg yolks. So 250 grams of egg yolks, a squirt of olive oil, mix that up. But boom, like there's a pretty much a base pasta level for most, uh, base pasta recipe for most people. Of course, there are variations of it. You can use different flours and all that sort of stuff. But just for, and, and, your pasta doesn't necessarily need to be pasta. It can be noodles and you can add an Asian-spired broth to them. Like, who cares? Yeah. Who cares? It's all... Another way that we've used um, things that are in the pantry, if we're getting a bit low and you just think, I just can't be bothered going out and standing in a queue yeah. for an hour in the cold because it's still winter here and it's now turned really bad today, yeah. um, is potatoes. The yeah. joy of a big potato, if you've got a couple of potatoes, putting them in the oven... You're so Irish. You love your potatoes. I'm so Scottish. Oh, well, well. But um, potatoes and then whatever veggies, again, steaming them, breaking them up, putting them into some kind of little, you know, chopped up pieces and pouring that over the potato, having it hot, sour cream or butter. Yeah. All those things, I think, are a great way of providing a, a healthy um, 
meal without necessarily feeling like you have to go out yeah. and buy something from scratch yeah. or buy something that may not be there. Don't panic. There are lots of things that people aren't buying lots of yeah. that you can turn and into really we've talked about, good additions. We've talked about that in another podcast about the secondary cuts. Oh, which, absolutely. Which people, like I know for a fact, and I spoke to the butcher two days ago. I know for a fact he's sitting on a whole heap of pork neck and lamb neck and, you know, all those secondary cuts. If you're at home, bugging on in the morning, you've got time. Like, you, you're you not leaving the house. So, and and look at buying those because the yield you get out of them, although, yes, you are paying sometimes for bone as far as the weight goes, but the yield you get out of them because they're much richer, so you don't eat as much, is much higher. So you will generally get, like, at least one and a half to two meals feeding two or three people out of them. So, yeah, if you are going shopping, look at those. And they freeze really well too. So if you do big batch cooking and you do a braise like that, you can freeze that braise down. So if you've got some left over, stick it in a container, freeze it down, wait till next week and come back and have it again. I mean, I know we're always trying to encourage people to try new recipes and do new things, but don't waste what you've no, got. No, and I think... Because that can be... Like a braised, some braised lamb or some braised beef or anything like that, you can always throw that in with a bit of passata and then you and throw it yeah. in with your pasta and then you've got a pasta sauce. So you're getting multiple uses out of it. You know, it can be put into dumplings, and put into spring rolls. Like you can do anything um, if you've got some braised meat there. So Particularly if you are going for the things that everybody else is... Going, if you're going for something alternative to what everybody else is going for in the supermarket yeah. shelves or going to your butcher and asking for those things because we've talked about this before but this you're is best the time off going to your butcher for yeah this stuff. is the time to really look at maximizing the bang for your buck and you know buying fresh well, and the buying reason fresh it, is always cheaper yeah and having a few basic ingredients in your home to help you make you know, a casserole or a braise or something that you can slow cook is going to be cheaper than buying packet sauces, tin yeah. um, alternatives. And if anyone's out there who's got like half a dozen ingredients that they sort of don't can't figure out how to throw together, flick it in an email. Yeah, absolutely. Like that's yeah. that was actually part of my job of being a chef. I distinctly remember at one particular restaurant was walking in in the afternoon and the head chef would show me the cool room and go, there you go, and I need three specials prepped. Like, what are you going to make? Here's what you've got. You've got a cool room worth of ingredients. Now, you know what's on the menu, so you can't duplicate that. So you've got to come up with something different. And it was always good to open up the cool room when you're on the afternoon shift and go, okay, they've had a delivery this morning. And there was no rhyme or... It was always... You know, there would be some standard things in there, of course, but it was seasonal. So sometimes you'd have mushrooms, sometimes you'd have really good tomatoes, broad beans, you know, things that have got shorter seasons sometimes. Um, so you, mm. you had some idea of what was going to happen, but, you know, a mushroom doesn't need to be sautéed mushrooms. It can be a mushroom soup. Why not? Like, they're mushroom in abundance risotto. of mushroom risotto. It can be, it can be a sauce. You can chop them up really finely and add them to a you know, pasta base. Yes. You can throw them in with your braids. Like, don't just look at your ingredient as, okay, a chickpea is round, small, and I have to use it as a chickpea. It can be blitzed, pureed, chopped, 
pan-fried, roasted, blanched, boiled, marinated. Nice. You know, it, it can be a million things. So, and that's probably the best way to look at most of your ingredients is look at them like an egg. Like eggs do so many things, like so many things. An egg yolk is a different part of the egg to the white. You make meringues, you do this. The yolk, you make mayonnaise. You, if you're making a meringue, keep the yolks, make mayonnaise. You've got some mayonnaise. I guarantee you'll use or it. Or some lemon butter. If you've got lemon tree at the back and oh, some yeah, yeah. egg yolks, lemon butter. Whatever. But, you know, eggs can be omelettes, can be scrambled eggs, can be poached. Yeah. They can be used as binders for burgers. They can be used as to make a pasta. So look at all your ingredients almost like you're looking at egg. Look at the possibilities. Like all your ingredients have the possibility of being something different to what they actually are when you get them or when mm. they're stuck in your pantry. A couple of other things I wanted to mention too is to avoid going to the shops again. You don't need to go out and buy a ton of cleaning products as well. If you've got some bicarb soda, a little bit of white vinegar with you know dishwashing liquid, We've got a recipe on the website for a good cleaner for your oven, which uses all those things. But um, I also use that same cleaner spray for our stone top bench. Yeah. I use it for a lot because I, it's just non-toxic and non-chemicals. Yeah. Hmm. Um, and another good one just for people, which is something that we often do at home, is, uh, and I've always got it, is citric acid. So if you've got some citric acid, really good to clean your kettle. So just bring your kettle up to the boil, Put about two teaspoons of citric acid in it, leave it sit for about 15 minutes, bring it up to the boiler then tip it off, all that scale and all that stuff inside your kettle will be gone. So if you... I haven't seen citric acid for a long time. Where do you get that from in the supermarket? It's in the baking aisle. Is it? Okay, yeah. cool. Uh, but I mean, you might yeah, have no, it in your just... cupboard. Like, you know, you've got those random things so. in your cupboard. Yeah. Like you've always got those random things there. And if you've got 20 or 30 mils left of soy sauce... And it's not enough to do a full marinade of whatever it is you want to marinate. Doesn't mean you can't make a dressing out of it. So you don't mm. need to go and get another bottle of soy sauce. Just think of an alternative use to that soy sauce. Okay, how can I make a dressing? Or can that be a part of a glaze? Or, you know, quite often I spend half my time at cooking with steam is looking at the ingredients we've got on the shelf so I don't have to go shopping. Yeah, particularly at the moment, well, the last five months. Yeah, so just... Consider the alternative uses for your ingredients rather than just go, okay, I'm stuck in my rut of 10 to 12 recipes that I roll out and I need to have those ingredients and you might not be able to get them. Like, who knows? Like, no one's saying there's going to be food shortages, but you oh, might no. not be able to get... We do live in Australia, so there's yeah. no food shortages if... No, not for very long, but I do think that this is also time to clear out the fridge, yeah. clear out the pantry... Yeah. And use the things that you've already got. Yeah. And and use those things that, you know, someone gave me 12 months ago a jar of crab apple jelly. And I was making a sauce the other night and I needed to just get a little bit of sweetness and thicken it up. I was like, oh, I've got that crab apple jelly. I'll just put a teaspoon of that in. Happy days. Give you food. Robert Castellani. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was going to say, another chef. Food. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. he homemade it because yeah. I was thinking, oh, um, I always like to also keep as my standard sort of, if there's nothing else in the pantry, cupboard, pantry, fridge, always some eggs, yeah. some parmesan, 
yeah. and a little bit of cream these days. And and I think what you can do with those ingredients is quite. We always have rice. We always have a bit of Kalispara rice, the yeah. bomba rice, because when I make paella, and that's a really good way of using up extra things as well. Yeah. And yeah, it's paella doesn't have to be chorizo, sausage, squid, mussels, prawns. No, and it despite having to gone be. to a course and going to Spain every year to see Doug's uncle for so many years, when I was over in Spain a few years ago, I thought there was a process for making paella that it was quite complicated. No. The guy that was making it for at the little bar we were in, I, I went in and had a chat to him, and he literally cut things up in his hand, an onion, just quartered it, tomatoes, in they went. The water was all, the, the, the stock was already on the stove, bubbling away, and he threw in a whole lot of spices, all of that, all together. Yeah. And it came out exactly the same as one that I laboriously, you know, do the meat and take it away and follow the model process. Apparently, but I just I just went oh it doesn't really matter. So, you know, the other night I well I just used some leftover veggies that were in the fridge, made a paella, yeah, a third of a cup of rice, and uh, there was enough for four. But you know, well, let's just say there weren't any leftovers. Dougie loves it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, you you don't need a lot of ingredients no. to make a good quantity of food, and I think. The only yeah. thing, the only thing, oh, I mean, to your list of key things: rice, cream, uh, eggs, eggs, and uh, uh, parmesan. parmesan. Yeah, the only thing that I, so my absolute bare to the bone necessities: vinegar, salt, and lemon juice. Yeah. Like because with those three things, because they're all flavour enhancers, with those three things you can make what you've got. Better. If you don't have salt, you go into the shops. You, know, you can't. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. You can't cook without no. some seasoning, some salt, and That's vinegar true. and lemon juice will like. As we've tried to highlight time and time again, they are staples you should have. I think they're. And, you know, I mean, if I'm really realistic about it, butter and olive oil are in that list too for me. But yeah. like, salt is an absolute must. So. If you've got salt and you've got a head of fennel, some chickpeas, a bit of spinach and some parmesan, who knows? You've got the basis of what is a good salad already, but how do you lift that? How do you make that better? Rather than just do raw fennel, roast it. Roast it with a little bit of olive oil and a little bit of vinegar and you get that salt and vinegar sort of chip thing happening mm -hmm. and you throw that in with your spinach. And that... That changes the meal again. You get this warm salad type thing. You can saute the spinach, dice up the fennel, and mash it with some fish if you've got some. Um, you know, don't yeah. just look at okay. I, if I've got some fennel, spinach, and parmesan and whatever, look at what you can do with those individual yeah. ingredients, and ju don't just go okay. This is what it has to be. And we've had this conversation before, but look at the alternative things that you can do. I guarantee you, you if you roast some fennel and Add that to a, a salad of spinach and parmesan and make a reasonable dressing with some olive oil and vinegar and you roast it, you'll get a proper, like, really good, flavourful meal out of it. But if you do it raw, you're going to get less fennel and you're going to be eating more spinach leaf and it's not going to be as probably filling, but roast it and it gives you that roasted, mm. you know, 
sort of warm, fuzzy inside yeah. and sort of bulks it out a bit and gives it a bit more punch. And when you've got stuff that gives you a bit more punch, it's much more fulfilling. It might not be, it's not necessarily more food, but it's a much more fulfilling um, satisfaction you get out of it. So, yeah, I think that's what we're sort of on about today. Yeah, and, and really, yes, have a look at the alternatives to what everyone else is getting. If there's shortages yeah. in one particular category, don't worry. Yeah. There's plenty, plenty of alternatives, plenty of food. And, if and there's a time to make your own stocks and use the chicken yeah. carcasses if you've roasted a chicken. Like, keep them and make a stock. Like, you'll have five litres before you know it. Then you don't have to go and buy stock if you want to make a risotto or a paella or well, yeah, something fact, like that. When, like, I went, when I went to make the paella, we were um, we were doing it because we were having trivia night online with some friends and we had to eat really early and Doug's like, I'm sure I've got to take the stock out of the freezer. And I said, I've used it. No, like, no, it's here. I said, no, honey, we're buying, we're using the bought stuff. And he was sure that we had some because he was so used to us having it, which was great. So, Well, that's bad organisation on your part, really, isn't Well, it? <laughs> I haven't been at home very much, although that is about to change as of tomorrow night. Yeah. So it's going to be very interesting working from home, but um, we'll see how we go. Mm. Oh, we'll see how we go. But, I, I, yeah, and I'm going to be doing that since I'm going to be home a lot more than I have been with yeah. all of this. Um looking at what's in our fridge, clearing it out, taking yeah. an opportunity to really say, well, how can I use this? Yeah. And I know that for Doug and I, well, one make chicken... Some, make some pastry. If you've got a heap yeah. of flour, make some short crust pastry. It doesn't mean you mean to bake a pie today, but stick it in the freezer. Because well, then you'll go on the weekend, oh, actually, you know what? I've got that pastry in the freezer. It's one less job you have to do. Yeah. And it takes minutes. Like, it's literally minutes. Well, it's amazing what you can do with just even one chicken breast. Yeah. And I do think having um, looked at some of the meals we've cooked lately where we still think we're cooking for more and it's just the two of us, there's a lot of wastage we have too. And I think we need to get better at that. You know, that we do throw out... I, I just hate the idea at the moment of throwing out food and not repurposing it in a better way so that we can use it properly. Oh, no, it is. No, no, it is. But it, does, it is bad management because you, you buy things thinking you're going to use it and then you don't. And it's a waste of money, which is awful, It's a, yeah. particularly at the moment. And, you know, it's a waste of resources. And yeah. So use it. Yeah. Look at ways. And, and as Paul said, if you've got a few ingredients and you're not sure what to do with them, click us an email. Info at cookingwithsteam.com. Just... List your ingredients and go, what, what are my options here? We might not have, not, not have the answer for you, but at least we can maybe put a different slant on how you're thinking about your yeah. ingredients. Um, because I, that's what I spend 99% of my time doing. I don't go to the market with a set plan of what menu I'm going to have for the week. As much as my partner would like me to do that, she would love to have written on the fridge what we're having on Monday, Tuesday. It's not going to happen. Not for me, ever. Because that's not how I like cooking. And if I'm cooking for my own mm. pleasure, that's not how I want to do it. So I'll generally go to the butcher, look around, see what's good, and then base my decision on around that. And then also look at what I want to cook as well, what I want to do. So I went and bought a lamb shoulder. Now, a whole lamb shoulder is way too much for us. But I know exactly what I'm going to do with that. I know exactly what I'm going to do with the bones. When I do it, it doesn't matter. And as long as I've got some vegetables, fresh herbs, salt, a little bit of olive oil, some vinegar acid, whatever, I know I'll be able to create some sort of meal. And having a few of those staples as well 
rice couscous burgle polenta. Polenta, um, yeah. So they're you the know, we did polenta that, the other yeah, night. Polenta, yeah. We did polenta the other night, and then I had, I made too much on purpose. And two days later, last night, I just cut it into big hunks, dusted it in a bit of flour, pan fried it. Rather than yeah. eat it, like it's delicious. It's really good. So, you know, it was sort of a half old, half new because I had some chicken there, which was, you know, fresh from the market. And I thought, oh, I won't feel like that tonight. We'll have that. And then I looked in the fridge and I went, well, I want polenta, but I don't want to make it again. Oh, I've got this. Use it up. So, yeah. And there's the things that you can have that require a very little amount in itself out of the supply that you get. A little bag yeah. of polenta goes an enormous long way. Yeah, you now um, know that, don't you? I do know that because yeah. now I've worked out that we have thick grain and it's like eight to one. Eight to one. Yeah. <laughs> but now it's we yeah, it's fantastic. And as I said, I always have Kalispara rice. Yeah. Um, bomba rice because it's a little tiny amount goes an awful long way in a paella dish. Yeah. And which you don't need, you just need a big fry pan. Um and so there's some things that you can have that takes away the pressure of thinking, oh I have to run to the shops you don't yeah. lose what's there, minimise your time out unless you're going for a walk or taking, you know, the pets or the kids for yeah. an outing. But, you know, in Victoria we're facing six weeks of absolute lockdown, so it's it's quite stressful. So take away some of the stress about what you're providing for the family yeah. in, in terms of meals or for yourself. I'm saying don't go. No, I'm just saying, like, before use, you go. No, but it's quite... Open the fridge. It is quite stressful and... Yeah. And for my friends who are single, you know, sort of trying to balance up getting enough food and, and having things, it's the same thing, you know. It's just look at what you've got, have some staples that take that pressure off that you can always go to if you can't get out or the weather's crap or whatever. Yeah. And or you, you need to stay in and if you've been tested. So I think there are a lot of things that we can still come back to. Yeah. Basic. Basics. Yeah. Fundamentals. Just, Yeah. And enjoy a few and, basics and yeah. yeah. And have a look around and, and be a little bit confident that there's enough that you've yeah. got to give it a go. Yeah. And what it, like some of the best dishes are like so few ingredients. At least once a week we have spaghetti with olive Alio, oil. Yeah. yeah. Alio, olive oil, garlic yeah. and a little bit of chili. Yeah. Fantastic. At least once a week. And it's parmesan. Absolutely delicious. And you don't so, need much. No. So, no. yeah, anyway. Um, and the only other thing I'll mention because this is our last face-to-face, so the Cooking with Steam videos, the recipe videos, will probably have a different look. They'll be, we might even title them the COVID edition because I'll be doing it from home. Um, so for anyone that's noticed over the journey, we've updated the Cooking with Steam kitchen. That will be shut down for a little... seems such a long time ago, <laughs> that will be it? That will be shut All... down for a little while, but I'll be doing it from my... Um, my butcher's block at home. All those uh, plans we had and all those... Uh, anyway, oh, it's we'll only six weeks. Yeah. No, no, it's only six weeks at the moment. And it just feels like life is changing so quickly that it feels like such a long time ago we did the cooking with Stan Kitchen again. But we'll be back on Friday, depending on Linda's ability well, we're to, going um, to we'll be, <laughs> sort out the technology. We'll be remote. But I have got my steam oven back, so I am looking forward to doing some cooking while I am at home yep. in amongst everything else. I've got to juggle with my day job and uh, the team are working remotely, which is interesting. Um, since they all have lunch together, they're going to miss each other. 
It's like in a virtual watch. Oh, please. Um, but other than that... How is it? It's not virtual lunch when you're actually having it. No. Yeah. It's just, I don't it's know. It's like people who call them virtual drinks. No, I... Look, it's not. I'm Because you're actually physically having a drink. I know. So it's not virtual at all. And let me tell you, when I was playing Trivial Pursuit... It's remote drinking. ...online with my beautiful friends, the Kalmans, um, the more I drank my Baileys, the smarter I wasn't. I thought I was funnier, but apparently I wasn't that... Or... I wasn't that smart. <laughs> but we won't go there. It's a different story. Yeah. But um, happy cooking, everybody. Yeah. Stay safe. Yeah, get in touch if you need to. Yes. We're and here. We have time. Everywhere seems to be, other than in New Zealand, a little bit out of control at the moment. And good luck for those of us uh, in lockdown and for those in America at the moment who are really going through a terrible time. So happy cooking, everybody. Stay well. Stay safe. Bye. See ya. Bye. Thanks for listening to this podcast as we explore home cooking in a modern world. We'd love you to subscribe and for more information, please go to our website, cookingwithsteam.com.